Welcome to the Own Your Gifts podcast with Danny Shannon and Joey Palera, the place you come each and every week to meet and get acquainted with inspirational guests who have defied the odds to overcome life's adversities, turning those lived experiences into their greatest gifts to grow and make a difference in the world. We'll be shedding light on the power of human potential and sharing our battlefield-tested, age-old, and cutting-edge simple, rapid tips, tools, exercises, and hacks to expand your life force and plug into and generate the higher force of gratitude. Own your gifts. Well, let me introduce uh, Tara. Let's get Tara on here. Hey, Tara. Hey. Thank you so much for joining us today. So good to be here. I'm really looking forward to this discussion because one of the things, and and you might have noticed in my um, LinkedIn profile, like it's around gratitude. And Joey and I connect on that level of gratitude too, but you've got some stuff to share with us today that I'm really excited to learn around that creativity, the painting and your gratitude stuff. So thank you so much um, for joining us and I really, really look forward to hearing some more about this. Oh, thank you so much. I'm looking forward to sharing. So, um, you know, we tried this last week and I really liked doing this uh, off the cuff is, you know, just to start our discussion. Um, if if um, you're open, Tara, and I know Danny's game with sharing a, um, a, a win today with our audience, um, something that we struggled with today and something specific that we're grateful for today. Um, I'll go first. <laughs> um, my big win today was, you know, last, you know, I, I'm on a, I have a coach who, who helps me optimize my health and um, I'm committed to a, an, an eating plan and an exercise plan. And last night I flew off the handle and had like a Caesar salad, which isn't the most terrible thing, but definitely has croutons and uh, cheese in it. And four slices of pizza with pepperoni on it. And when, you know, in, in the mornings when I text him, you know, my meals as I go, I thought to myself, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I'm just going to bypass this one. I'm not going to tell him. And, and I, and I, and I did. I put it out there because that's why he's in, he's in that position. He's in that position. That's why an accountability to partner is, is so important, whether that be a friend or a mentor or a coach. And, um, you know, if I didn't do that, like, if, I'm, I typically don't have a problem like with white lies, but I know that shit would eat away at me. So that was a big win for me today. And something that I'm struggling with today and probably often, but it was really glaring today is having not really having a filter between like my brain and my mouth. And it definitely causes me problems in my, in my personal relationships. And, um, you know, I, I, I practice to try to pause before I speak. And sometimes the best thing is just to keep my mouth shut. And I didn't really do that well today. So uh, tomorrow's another day. And um, something that I'm really grateful for today, which I'm always grateful for, but in the forefront of my mind is the fact that I have all my senses and they work really well and specifically my hearing, because um, whenever I, I, you know, music, you know, to be able to, to like, to listen to music and it always soothes my soul. And, and it's just such a gift. And um, I, I definitely would like to express my gratitude for my ability to hear and, and, and feel and experience music, which changes my perspective quickly. A, a great way to kick off the show, Joey. And I'm sure um, Tara's got 
Uh, yeah. So a win for you today and a gratitude and something you've struggled with, Tav? Okay, I'm game. Um, so my big win would be um, orchestrating a lunch that involved um, kind of an estranged cousin. She's my favorite cousin, but um, we haven't spent um, so much time together. And um, she is my cousin by virtue of my she she is my uncle my deceased uncle's daughter and this is my mother had an older brother who died in the korean war and she was born while he was in korea and because of a rift in the families um they never got to know one another but she showed up on my grandparents doorstep when she was in her 20s seeking out her grandparents and she quickly became my favorite cousin because i thought she was so ballsy and like amazing to like resurface. Um, so anyhow, the win was orchestrating a lunch between Susan, the cousin, my mother who is in assisted living and is 84 years old and has um, uh, cognitive um, issues and my sister. And it was so beautiful to have us all around the table. So that was a big, big win. And it was beautiful. Mm. Um, I think I struggled with letting go and not micromanaging the details of this lunch and just allowing it to unfold. There was a lot of texting back and forth between my sister and if my mother was going to be, you know, um, okay at the table and everything was beautiful. So the, I think the struggle would be allowing the grace to unfold and just trusting. Um, and my greatest gratitude is that um, my mother is still alive and she actually is, um, practicing present moment awareness more than any of us are on planet earth um, struggling with dementia. She actually is living in the moment. Um, and I'm so grateful that she is still alive and well, um, and that I have these moments with her. Thank That's you. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that Tara. Thanks Tara. Very family orientated stuff too. You know, it, it reminds me back, you know, 10 years ago, I had no, um, understanding of the importance of that stuff tara it's only 11 a.m for here for me um a win for me i've got to say it's probably and it's a little bit boring but it's just to get up at 5 a.m and get my ass to the gym unwanting to um knowing that i have such a full day of meetings and and stuff to do today so i did achieve that and um i guess my struggle in the same um same thing would be um just coming off a, a big shift of work, like a 48-hour shift I do, um, which has just finished about an hour ago. Um, I do get to rest there, but anyway, that's but um, but then knowing that I had to jump on this show, knowing that I was going to um, and this is my gratitude, knowing that the minute I turned on Streamyard and I started looking up the details and I got to meet with both of you guys and and Tara and I were just talking about New York uh, City. Um, and Connecticut, was it, Tara? Yeah. And, yeah, that stuff just sparks my spirit straight away. I know when I jump on this live that my spirits are going to be lifted. So uh, thank you once again for being a part of this for me. So good. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, <clears throat> you know, this is, a, this is a show that is, that was, I guess, birthed on, the, on a, our common belief that, that, our adversity can be our greatest gifts. And a, a lot of time that points us towards our purpose. Um, and obviously, um, 
generating gratitude through, you know, purposeful um, practice. And, you know, Tara and I, we went, we met just, just a week ago, a, fr a mutual friend introduced us and we, um, we had a, a conversation and, and I, you know, I, I did a little research and, and visited her website and got an opportunity to um, listen to her TED talk, which, which I really enjoyed. And one of, one of the key takeaways for me, and I'd like to use it as a, I guess, a, a kickoff for a discussion was it seemed that like, um, I hope you don't mind me sharing this, but it, it was on a TED talk. So <laughs> it's free game. Um, you know, your response to going through a, a divorce, which was obviously is adversarial in nature as it gets, um, was to turn to, um, you know, your, your creative work, your art to practice gratitude. And, and I think, I think what I had heard was in a two month period, you created 40 pieces of gratitude art. Um, and you came out the other side and you had an experience. And so like, I know Danny's interested in this. I'm definitely interested to hear a little bit more about that. Was it just your intuition that made you go to that? Was it very, um, directed, um, and share your experience with us and some of the art that you created and whatever sure. it is that you want to share. Sure. I, I, um, I actually have been keeping a gratitude journal for um, a number of years prior to this experience. I dabbled with gratitude journals. Um, so it was something that I was familiar with, the practice of gratitude, but it really was a, a complete gift that it came through by art. Um, I was shocked by it myself. I was in the studio. Um, a friend was over in the studio with me and we were doing art together. Something I also enjoy doing is doing art with others in my studio. Um, because being an artist can be a very solo, um, lonely pursuit. So I often enjoy people coming by the studio and creating together. So I happened to have a friend stop by and we were both working side by side and I was compelled to, um, my work is abstract in nature and it's, um, I'm very fascinated with where sky meets either land or sea. So it's the horizon, um, is yeah, the right. composition um and i was compelled to flip around the paintbrush and etch into the layer of wet paint the words thank you over and over and over again in the sky field and um i looked down at the painting when i had run out of room and i had all these thank yous in the sky area um and i turned to my friend and i said i just made a gratitude painting what's up with that yeah and, um and we both were kind of perplexed and what i do is when something like that comes through i consider it to be a gift and i want to push it to the nth degree i don't just do one off i do um i work in series so the next day i went to the art supply store and i ordered 39 more canvases and i was i was just i knew that i was going to make 40 i intuitively was guided that i was going to make 40 of the same 40 canvases of the same composition. They'd be different colorways and explore um, whatever was meant to come through. And probably as, you know, as it was progressing the third or fourth day, I realized I was like, it dawned on me, ah, you know, my husband just moved out. Like this is, this is a tool. Gratitude is a tool. 
And I began to use this time of creating these little paintings as a, uh, a meditative time and they became mantras. Um, and also I dedicated that time to reflecting upon something good that we had experienced during our 18 years together. So each painting was um, a devotional dedication to um, like an homage of something good. Yeah. And some of the things that I was grateful for were the fact that we had traveled the world together, um, that we had, um, uh, that I had always maintained a studio that had, that had been a priority of his um, and mine and that, he, you know, he, he was supportive of the fact that I was an artist and that I had been able to maintain a studio. And then um, I'd say the last 20 of the 40 were dedicated to the son that we had together. We have one child who is now, he was um, 11 at the time, he's now 23. But um, uh, the last 20 paintings were dedicated to the fact that we had this child together. And um, I cite in the TED talk, and I'll cite it here, um, one of the color combinations of this um, gratitude painting was aqua and black. And the reason why um, those colors are so important to me and it, it um, is a reminder of a very specific memory I shared with my son. We went to the Matisse retrospective at the Museum of Modern Art. And I remember playing a game with him and commenting to him wow, Matisse must have really liked these colors together, black and teal. And how about we say to one another whenever we see this color combination? And my son got so into it, he must have been like eight or nine at the time. And he went bounding from gallery to gallery. Mommy, mommy, look, there's black and teal. There's black and teal. Look, look, Harry painted it again. There's black and teal. So this this little gratitude painting that's black and teal is of that memory. So that that's how I work. I work very um, associatively with thoughts and um, symbolism. Um, but so I amassed 40 gratitude paintings. Um, and by the end of the two months, I was surrounded and I was bathed in gratitude. And um, I experienced a shift. I was I was grateful. I, you know, I, I was able to part ways with my former husband in peace and in an elevated state um, rather than many other ways that it could have gone. Sure. Um, it looks like Laurie, let me just put this comment up. Laurie, Laurie is a proud owner of a gratitude painting. Um, is, do you know Laurie? Of course I do. Yes, I yes, love yes. Laurie. Hi, yeah. Laurie. Hey, 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 Laurie. <laughs> Thanks for letting us know. And thank you also to David for joining us too. Um, that, what an amazing story. That There's so much power in that stuff and I kind of understand a little bit about how that works for you, uh, Tara. But can I just mention, Joey, before you jump in, um, I was thinking about my daughter. I've got a beautiful four-year-old, almost four-year-old daughter. And she's got her paintings and her drawings. And it's one of those things like, that really obviously puts her in the moment as well when, when drawing. I'm not a big artist. I used to be um, in my younger days. I used to love it. Um, but, yeah, it really reminded me of that peace and happiness that she has um, with art as well. So 
and that's amazing. And I also see the benefits totally in really like he dedicating each painting to a particular sort of moment. It's like acknowledging the amazing things that you did have. You're not talking about any of the negatives here. You're talking about all the positives, the glass half full, acknowledging them, feeling them, and sort of letting them go. Yeah? Yes. That's, how, that's what I got from it, you know? Yes. Yeah, beautiful. Joey? Just hearing that story makes me want to paint. I, I've never painted before. <laughs> um, we might have to uh, get together. You might need to give me a lesson. Oh, um, no, but I have something to say about that before you go on, and that is um, it's an invitation to play. So when we get together, when we all get together, all we need to do is lay out the materials and go to town and pretend, invite your five-year-old along and pretend you're five again mm. and just play. I love that. I'm in. I had an experience that, that I shared last week that is pertinent to that. And, uh, you know, I had a little moment in the park and, um, and uh, it just, I, I, I wasn't like going into meditation or typically my meditation is really um, on purpose. It's like, okay, I'm going to meditate for 10 minutes and I'm going to visualize on this. And, and rarely do I find myself um, falling into to, to meditation. This is, this is part of, I think, um, part of my, my struggles um, of, of and you, you you mentioned something just now about playing and you also mentioned it in, in your in your ted talk giving yourself permission to play and i you know a little bit about my story and most people know this who who's listening but you know i lived a life you know in active addiction where i did whatever i wanted whenever i wanted and that in, that included like not following any rules, not taking any direction, not following the law, and what that created for for me, which you know, I thought that meant freedom. Like I thought doing whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, meant freedom. And what it ultimately ended up creating is a self-imposed prison, and almost literally a prison. Um, and you know, when I first got sober, one of the things you know, I got a lot sicker before I got any better, and um, you know, I fell into self-pity and victimhood and, and I turned to food and I got really sick and I put on, you know, like close to 200 pounds. And, and um, you know, there was a moment, you know, during those times, I literally, you know, I had, driv had driven myself into a state of mind where it was hard for me to even move, you know, to even get out of bed every day. And, 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 how I worked through that once I made a decision to, you know, to actually jump into the stream of life is by being really purposeful and very like regimented and disciplined and, and, you know, um, you know, creating really healthy habits for myself starting really small and, and letting them grow. And I became very um, systematic and, um, it worked for me, you know, it still works for me. Um, but now I'm in a place where I think it might be hindering my growth and certainly um, not allowing me to plug into creativity, which seems to take place in more of an unfocused state um, or when you're playing. 
And, you know, I, I started this off, but, you know, you mentioned a five year, five years old. When I was about three or four, I was laying, you know, I, I have a very, and I had this little vision in the park the other day. I, I had this, um, I used to lay in my grandma's backyard in, her, in the grass. And I remember staring at the clouds and I was just, you know, I was in awe. I was in wonder. I just, it, it, it just amazed me the way they move and the sky and the clouds and how we all fit in. And I was really, really, really young. And I had this like flashback the other day in the park and my eyes were closed and I was like, you know, I was really laying into it and really enjoying it. And I opened my eyes and there was a little girl. She was, a, I don't know, like maybe two, maybe three. that had like scooted up to me and I didn't realize to her. And she was coming at me fast and her mom, her father was like kind of trying to catch her. And she came right up to me and she handed me this soccer ball and she hugged my leg. Aww. Like, and she wouldn't let go. And it just, you know, I, I think, you know, it's not a coincidence that I was in this childlike mind state, state of mind, and I, I attracted this child. Yeah. So that's, that's just kind of what, what that made me think of. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. It's beautiful. Joey, um, yeah, the gratitude, look, oh, and Joey said this to me today. I've got a similar story to Joey. Um, Tara, with that um, background around a, lo a long time in, out there in the carnage of, of addiction. But the last 11 and a half years, I've started to experience what happiness was and what gratitude was and what serenity is and also a spiritual connection, which I'm talking about, like my spirit being alive. And that's why um, – and I can't always have that, and I just want to state this because um, – Sometimes people ask me, you know, how, why are you always smiling, Danny, and um, you seem so happy. And I just want to acknowledge also that, um, yeah, we can't always have that happiness, can we? Because if we did, it probably wouldn't feel as good if we were always happy. Um, and, and, and Tara, I noticed that um, part of um, what I heard from you is you're a gratitude enthusiast too. So you've got your painting, you've got your work, and I'm a gratitude enthusiast. Absolutely, and I know Joey is. Well, can you share a bit more about gratitude with us? I'm sorry, say it again. Share a bit more. Yeah, about yeah. What, what what else do you do with your life to to improve your levels of happiness and gratitude? Well, something that I wanted to share when you were speaking of um, what you were just talking about is yeah. um, a, a little anecdote. I was at a shrine in Kyoto, Japan. And I was um, with my former husband and our son, who was five at the time. And a monk was sweeping the garden. And he was in his gown. Yeah. And yeah. Um, he turned to our son. And he said, in um, pretty good English, he spoke very good English, he said, do you know where happiness lies? And, you know, my son is five and he said, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, no. Um, and he said, happiness exists where sorrow, well, no, well, no. Do you know where, okay, let me get this right. Do you know where joy exists? And joy exists where happiness and sorrow meet. Mm. That's what he said. A monk in Japan. Yeah, cool. Very, very wise. So when happiness and sorrow, that's joy. 
where they overlap and where they meet is where you find joy. Yeah, um, sure. Uh, so I just wanted to share that little anecdote because it flashed before me. But um, other things that I do, um, uh, I, I actually did a workshop when I, I spent 2018 living in Bali. Um, I rented out my place here in, in Brooklyn and um, my son was off in college and I just decided that I wanted to go explore there for a year. And I did a workshop while I was out there and um, we had to come up with I am statements in this day long workshop. And they were definitions of who you are at your core essence and kind of like your mission statement. And I came up with my two I am statements are, I am radiantly grateful and I am an explorer of joy. So those are my, um, that's how I spend most of my days. Like, I, I don't know, like I paint and I walk around and I look at things and I try to practice present moment awareness. But I, I, those are kind of my I am statements that I say, I am radiantly grateful and I am an explorer of joy. So. I, I, I often just ruminate over those and try to see where those will lead me throughout my day. Yeah, I love it. That, you're my kind of person, you know. I, I do. Um, I, I am. It's got me thinking, Joey. I am. Who, who are you? I am, you know. I, I think about this often too and do you know Tara we're given like I'll, I'll talk for myself but I'm given this huge gift being uh, on this journey of recovery right so things like that questions like that that were put to you when you were away at that camp or um, retreat that you did I guess they're questions that come up for me very often in my day in my work um, and I know one of the things that I am is um, I guess is kindness is something that I've determined in my life really helps improve my happiness and also my gratitude. But I am kind, but I I work really hard to – I love to make people smile. So I feel like it's my job as a human being and also as a man in recovery who's been through a lot of shit and, and comes out the other side often. I, I see the power in being able to – Say hello to some random stranger. Give them some time. Smile at people, and just sort of and see them smile as well. You know, that's something that's that's a beautiful thing. That a gift, I guess, of recovery and a gift of gratitude too. So I just went a bit off track then, but yeah, I, I love that stuff. And it comes in really handy to have these I am statements. I had a dream. It actually was a nightmare the other night, and. Um, I was being questioned um, as to who I was. And it was a very, I can't really recall all details of the dream, but it was very dark and insidious and um, it was threatening. I was very threatened. And in the dream, I was able to access my I am statements. And I, oh, okay. I just kept on saying them over and over to the people questioning me. I am radiantly grateful and I am an explorer of joy. And it was like these two things that I knew for sure. And I was saying them in my dream, which was a very threatening situation. So um, I, that was kind of weird. Yeah, powerful, very powerful. Joey? Yeah, it got into your subconscious, you know, from from saying it all the time and, and, yeah, and focusing on it and, and um, living it. 
Um, you know, when, when, when people, people often ask me who, you know, who are you, you know, and, and, I, yeah. <laughs> and like, one thing I know for certain is like, I'm not my past. Um, and you know, I try to aim for, um, just being a human amongst humans because my sickness, um, uh, my lower nature separates me from from humans, which is what the ego does. It, I, I either autom I automatically position myself in an inferior or superior position, which means I am not the letting the field is not level, and that's where where judgment comes in, judgment of myself, judgment of others, and where I get separated from from everybody everything else in the universe. Um, but in the end, like I am what I pay attention to. Yes. And so like, I'm what I do when nobody's watching and I get to create that moment to moment to moment by my fo through my focus, through, through my thoughts, through my actions, through my attitude, through my behaviors. Um, and like, I get to decide that, which is, is, is something that I never knew. I never knew that I got to decide who. You know, who do I want to be? What type of man do I want to be? How do I show up, want to show up in the world? Like, what type of son do I want to be? What type of, you know, uh, brother do I want to be? What type of, you know, friend do I want to be? Like, how do I want to, um, you know, how do I want to contribute to the world? Like, what do I want to leave um, behind when I'm gone? And like, I get, I get to create that. Like I get to create that moment to moment to moment through my focus, through what I'm paying attention to. I love that. And, I, and, and yeah, it's kind of like what you were saying about like gratitude, right? It's this higher force. It's always available to us. It's infinitely giving. However, we need to plug into it. And, yes. and, and, we, and that means we need tools, exercises, rituals, routines, meditations, visualizations, what, however it is, it works for you. For you, it's painting or or some of those other tools, but it's, it, it, it's there for us to plug into, but we have to align with it. And, and, and that requires effort on our part. So absolutely. And, and, and we have to, like you were talking about um, paying attention in order to be grateful, you have to be highly aware um, so that you know what you're grateful for. Um, so you're using all, it's a sensory experience. So you're grateful for the, smell of fresh bread coming out of the oven so like you have to be aware and conscious to pick up on these sensory details throughout your day in order to be grateful you have to be paying attention and p.s that slows time down i have this whole theory that you know we're all saying it's rushing time is rushing and and time goes by so fast and but if you practice gratitude, time slows down because you're in the moment and you're moment by moment having these sensory experiences and time really slows down. Mm. Yeah, that's part of the, you know, what I was talking about before about, you know, being a doer, you know, being like very regimented. It's, it's, I become a moving target. Like I'm able to plug into these forces very purposefully, but in general, like, I don't think if I'm always moving to the next thing or moving towards something, like I'm really not in the, in the present moment, you know, I, I become, I've heard it said like, you know, a human doing instead of a human being. So that's been my, um, my inner work 
is is learning to slow it down, learning to try to be more present, to open my eyes, to look up, you know, yeah, once in a while. Yeah. And if I have my head down, like working on something, whether that be myself or my business or whatever, like, can I look up and have my head down, like driving forward at the same time? I don't think so. And, and you know? when you look up, you see those clouds passing by. <laughs> yeah, those beautiful clouds. Yeah, so you know, one of Danny this morning, or maybe it was last night. I always get screwed up about what time it is there. He was what's absent these voice messages. I don't know if it's in the middle of the night or it's like he always says that we're talking to the future. So we actually are talking to the future. <laughs> but so, so at some point yesterday, Danny sent me a message and he's like, "Man, I woke up this morning and I couldn't like, and I put it in the, in the post and and I got it from." your TEDx talk. And, and from what I understand is, is throughout the process of, of this two month process of creating these 40 paintings, you landed on this formula. Uh, and Danny's like, I love that formula. He's like, he goes, he goes, he's like, that should be our tagline. I'm like, I don't think I can take credit for this. But <laughs> the formula was love plus gratitude, like love, all caps, plus gratitude with a capital G equals and magic with a capital M plus miracles with a lowercase M. So why don't you tell us a little about that? Ampersand, miracles, all lowercase. Yeah, yes. we love it. We oh, love awesome. it. That's Danny beautiful. wants to steal it and, and make it our... our, our <laughs> <laughs> now, now, I don't... But like, I really felt that, you know? Like, love and gratitude equals magic and miracles. Like, for someone... Uh, and. Like for someone coming from where I came from and had absolutely not one single tiny bit of happiness or serenity in my life, and then to be able to experience that stuff too and tap into it, um, it really does feel like magic and miracles often. You know, yes, it's just, yes. It's so perfect. I'd love to share with you how that came to me because yes, um, do. Uh, I was in a, a meditation and I often keep with me a journal because coming out of meditation, I will um, get ideas or downloads or um, so I had a journal at the ready and a pen. And I hear I sometimes hear that voice. We all have that voice inside of us. It's that higher intuition, that deep knowing, inner knowing. But I heard the voice and the voice said, get a pen. And so I had my pen and the voice warned me that this is as important as E equals MC squared. And that totally yes. got my attention. I was like, whoa, you know, what is this? And so um, I wrote down the dictation, love, all caps, plus gratitude, capital G, equals magic, capital M, ampersand, miracles, all lowercase. And I just wrote that down and then I, I said, okay, all right, I'm going to just try this out. Like, this is a, a theorem. This is a, this is a formula. Let's try it out. So I started seeing, breaking down that formula and seeing what uh, would come of it. And what I, uh, what I realized was that when I made the choice to open up my heart greater than what I thought was possible. You know, when you almost hear a creaking door and you're like, no, it can't open up any further. It's like closed and like, but when you creak open your heart, it's like, Arr! 
and you expand your heart and you love, you know, just a little bit more and combining that open hearted energy with utterly on your knees gratitude. That's when this vortex would open up and the magic and the miracles would come swooping in every time. And I, I, I just started to, I, you know, documented this on social media. I started using the hashtag love plus gratitude equals magic and miracles. And I just played with it. And um, it's, it's true. It's like, I, I, I am convinced of it. So um, it's a good one and you're welcome okay. to use it. I'm convinced for everyone. Of it it's for too. all of us. Danny already has the license plate. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's just look. I guess I love it because I felt it. You know, I truly, I know, I know it. Uh, yeah, like I you just, know it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know it. Yeah. Very so you cool. know when the truth hits you, because it, it's 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 like most higher forces. Like it 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 gets in you. It moves you and inspires you and rouses you into action. That's how you know you've been struck. That's what they say, struck by the truth. Yeah. It, it doesn't, just, you don't just stumble upon it. Like the real truth, you get struck by it. And like you were struck by it. And I love how you said download. It's like, and you, and you also mentioned E equals MC squared, which is, you know, obviously Albert Einstein. And his he has a belief um, that, you know, there is no original material. It's all there. You know, it's all there the two, and we just need to figure out how to either open to receive or to, to plug in, but it's all there in the universe already. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's kind of cool. I really dug that. It's quite a, like, wouldn't you say like to, to get to that point where you can really feel it and that there's quite a lot of things that have to line up too, isn't it? Like gratitude and love. And that magic and miracles doesn't just come easy. We just say, like, I know, like, we. I wish we could just give it away. I wish I could give it away. I wish I could give it to my clients who are struggling, you know, at work. But it it takes hard work. You don't just get the stuff no, through hoping for it. Yeah, and 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 as far as the love is is you know self love is you know the the the. the I think one. the hardest one of all is yeah, you know it's sure. easy to just dole out this love externally but really um opening up to this internal um self-love is is uh, is a, a key you know to accessing the divine and and it's really it exists point, within yeah. us it's a really good point you know one of the general themes that's coming out of this today one of the things that i'm hearing is that um being in the moment is important you know what i mean and meditation is also Another thing that's attached to this gratitude, that self-care and self-love. And it's not something like, for example, if you've come from a life where you've got no gratitude, you can't possibly tap into it quickly on a regular basis if you don't sort of work towards it and have that self No, it's self a muscle. It definitely is a muscle. Mm, it's yes, like, that's you, what it's it like is. going to the gym and it gets better and better and better. Um, and you don't always want to go to the gym. You don't always want to be grateful. But when you choose to be grateful, the benefits are so, um, you know, uh, beneficial. <laughs> um, uh, and and I, th I really feel that it is a muscle. Just like receiving is a muscle. You know, sometimes we yes. um, shut off receiving, but we can flex that muscle and, and learn how to receive more. And we can learn how to be, you know, flex our gratitude muscles as well. 
Very good. I love it. Gratitude to muscle. We could use that tagline too, Joe. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. We're that's that's in the next. That's next week. So but it's true. so true, though. It's like sometimes we get like I've had the you know God shot, so to speak, where you get you know just like God throws you a bone or the universe throws you a bone, and you're just flooded with gratitude. But most of the time, I'm not grateful. However, like my gratitude practice almost always generates gratitude, feelings of gratitude. It's 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 almost never the other way around. So it, yeah. like there there needs to be. I need to be in forward motion um, or actually practicing it in order for me to, to, to feel it aside from the, the general gifts, because in general, like, you know, um, I take most things for granted and I have everything. So like, that's kind of my default thinking is like, you know, like what I, you know, how I'm messing up or how I'm not enough or, like what I, what I want that I can't have, or, you know, what I have that someone's going to take. And, and like, so that's, you know, we're, we're talking about identifying the voices in our head and I have both, you know, like I said, I, I'm, I'm a human amongst humans. And that means I'm half and half, man. Like I believe I'm half good and half bad. I don't know if those are the right adjectives, but let's just say half light and half dark, like everything else in the universe. You know, like there, you can't have one without the other, Absolutely. but the key is to be able to identify which of those voices is of our lower nature and which is of our higher nature. So we know where to direct our focus. You know? Right. And also where we aim to, um, what, something I learned, one of the greatest lessons I learned while I was out in Bali, I became friends with a Balinese priest and he taught me, um, he was also an art dealer and he had an art studio and he was a Balinese priest. And, um, he taught me, you know, he's like, you foreigners, you all want to be great. You know, he says, you know, when you ask, how are you? You all want to be great. And he said, no, that's not what you want to strive for. You want to strive for normal. <laughs> and he explained to me that where black and white meat is gray. And gray is what you're striving for, not the spikes, not like everything's great. Gray is good. You know, yeah. gray, like normal, and it's called in in um, Balinese, it's called biasa. So biasa is the state of grace of, um, it's like where black and white meet in the yin yang symbol, where the black and the white meet is called biasa. It's it's nor that state of normalness. Isn't that cool? That is yeah. really cool. It is cool. Can I just, we're going to wrap it up in um, a minute, but can, can I just add to, like, I love how the conversation really, it takes a, little, it takes a bit of time, but I feel like we're all in, in the moment at the moment. But do you guys ever, just a question, do you ever take a day off of being gra grateful? Like, sometimes I, I, I'm just not in the mood and I know I'm aware of my state and I, and I just go, you know what, nah, not today. I'm just going to take a day off. I'm, and it's almost like, my defects. I just let all my defects run loose for a time because it's exhausting to be um, on our best behavior all the time. Do you do you get that? Do you ever do that? I actually, um, Danny, I uh, battle depression, um, and um, I, the, my gratitude practice is a barometer as to how I'm doing with my mental health. And when I have abandoned my gratitude practice, I 
am in a depressed state. Um, yeah, as far as what you're talking yeah. about, taking a day off, yeah, sure. I mean, we can't be all superheroes all the time, but I just wanted to be honest and transparent um, about the fact that when I abandon my practice, I'm usually in a trough. I'm in a low. Mm -hmm. And yeah. there's a correlation between the depression and the lack of gratitude. Um, so and yeah. flipping that switch is is often hard to, you know, if, yes, you're, if you're in a deep depression, it's hard to access the light switch. Um, it, it is. It, it, it just is. It's been a long time for me. Um, you know, I'm scared to, to, to give up on, on my, on those practices, you know, um, you know, we're, we're talking about higher forces here and momentum is one of them. And if I stay consistent and I keep my daily practices, most specifically my gratitude practice really small and do doable and non-negotiable, I don't have to get into that state of mind. Not to say that I don't get a bad attitude. Sometimes I usually wake up you know, in a ton of fear with a ton of negativity flowing through my mind, but I jump right into my daily practices. Yeah. So like, I haven't had like a, you know, any significant amount of time longer than moments, you know, where I've chose to like, you know, nice. really feed that dark side and say, fuck it. And like, get like this apathetic, you know, state of mind. Um, because I'm terrified of it. Like I'm, I'm terrified to stop, you know what I mean? Which is why, you know, in the beginning of this show, I was mentioning that, like, you know, I'm, I'm a doer, 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 because I have this probably irrational fear, fear that if I stop, I'm not going to be able to start the, the engine again. So I, I haven't had a, a, a ton of, ex I don't take days where I say, fuck it, I'm just going to be a jerk off or I'm, I'm going to have a bad attitude. And, you know, I do have my moments though, like I said, and, and I'd like to thank David Alto for diagnosing me for foot and mouth disease. I said earlier in the show that, uh, you know, I have a problem with, um, you know, that pausing before I speak and when I should keep my oh. mouth shut, I run it. So he said, he, he said, oh, you have foot and mouth disease, foot in mouth disease. On, on that, I love hearing what you just said, Joey, because I don't let it happen for too long too, but I do take a day or at least a few hours sometimes. I just want to acknowledge too, I don't know about you, but I believe like human beings, I think we enjoy some misery. I I know this actually. Like it feels good to be in self-pity and being a victim and sometimes I like to just plug into that for just a couple of hours. It might sound a bit twisted, but... It's um, it's all part of that finding the gray anyway. I think. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it really is. And, Joey, and, and we, having the, having the compassion as far as highs and lows, you know, like we're seventy percent made of water, and we don't get mad at the weather systems on planet Earth. You know, like when it's a high tide, we're not like, how dare you be high tide, or you know, it's low tide. Like, how dare you be low tide? We have ups and downs. We have highs and lows. You know, we're made out of water. We're gonna have these these rhythms, and um, yeah. so having compassion, I think, is really um, something I've learned. Self compassion and um, just knowing that you know it's there's gonna be these waves. Definitely. Um, at this point of of, of our meeting today, I just we Joey and I wrap it up each week, um, Tara with. Um, uh, we talk about our tips, tricks, and hacks to to get gratitude. So, 
would like you to share um, one of your one of your favourite tips on um, on becoming a, a happier and more grateful person. Um, Joey, do you want to kick us off? Yeah, got- I mean, uh, so much was covered here today. Most of the show is about you know tips, tools, exercise, and strategies to plug into the force of gratitude. But what comes to mind to me, and That's this is this is, this falls into um, you know I am what I pay attention to is is it's more of a timing thing. Um, it's it's important. I have my very I have timed gratitude practice, but what I'd like to suggest is to use time when our minds are undirected to practice gratitude. Like I like to call it garbage time. Like when I'm in line at the bank or like I'm in traffic. And I, I like when my mind time. is under when my mind is undirected, if I'm not creating something with my mind, in this case we're talking about gratitude, my mind is destroying something. And it's usually my self-esteem, my self-worth, my relationships, my perspectives. So a good time to practice gratitude is when your mind is undirected. That's my tip. I'd like to echo that. I I, I was going to echo that, like in line, if you're in traffic. Oh, I know. If you're running late, if you are in that and you're about to go into stress mode of I'm running late, I'm keeping someone waiting, I often turn to gratitude and use it as um, something that's going to appease the situation and lower my stress levels and... um, and be productive rather than destructive, like you were talking about. Beautiful. Beautiful. What are you, Danny boy? Got you one know, of the last tip for us? Yeah, sure. I've got a cracker, right? Um, I run this group occasionally around improving our levels of happiness. And they say, like, and you guys have just reminded me of it, like, say we write a gratitude list right on paper. That can improve our level of happiness between 2 to 4% just instantly, right? But if we make a phone call or if we – bump into someone who's had an impact on our life today and we let them know how much we appreciate the input that they've had on us, we can improve our levels of happiness by up to 19% studies have shown us when we express our gratitude to someone else, it can it can make us feel happier. So I say be brave. It's an uncomfortable thing to do sometimes, but let somebody else know the impact, the positive impact that they have had on your life today. That's I love beautiful. That. I love that. Great way to wrap it up. Thanks for listening to another episode of Own Your Gifts. To connect with Danny and Joey, see the show notes for links and contacts. If you have a comeback story of your own, we'd love to hear from you reach out to us to be considered as a guest. If you picked up a tool to generate gratitude, implement it. Remember, information without implementation is basically worthless. One of the surefire ways to solidify a habit is to share it and to teach it. Tell a friend, a family member, or client where you learned it and send them a link to our show. If you were inspired today, take a screenshot of the episode and share it on social with hashtag ownyourgifts. If you want to help us spread our message of experience, strength, and hope a little further, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. We all have a unique set of gifts and are born to make an impact on others' lives. Own your gifts. And remember, to keep them, we need to be giving them away. See you next time.